Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because it's time for your Super League podcast. Proudly brought to you by Horn Industrial Coatings. Welcome to the electrifying world of Super League basketball. Hello and welcome to the Super League podcast. I am your host, Dale Taylor, and today I am joined by Pirates GM and all-around good bloke, Lucas Plaza. How are you, mate? DT, I'm good, brother. I'm good. I've uh, fresh off a couple of weeks off. Looking forward to diving into some Super League with you. Yeah. What, uh, what, what spurred on the couple of weeks off, mate? Well, the Pirates had the bye first round. Um and then I actually I was on a bit of had a bit of had a bit of a holiday the last week, which coincided with me decide, destroying my ankle playing a little Saturday run around with you. So um, I was actually th- so devastated because you're like, oh mate, there's nothing that'll keep me away from a run. I just want to get a run in and then bang. Uh-huh. For like- we, were, we were also excited because we'd had like with the Christmas break. What did we have? Three three weeks off, four weeks off, or something. It's a big break. It's a month, yeah. And, um, and I hadn't touched a, I don't know about you. I hadn't touched a basketball in that time. Uh, and I was feeling good, you know, I probably played about 20 minutes of the run, you know, I was getting up and down pretty well, hit a couple of shots, a couple of good boards, a couple of heavy screens, and then I tripped over nothing. <laughs> I tried to change direction and uh, the big baby giraffe went over on the ankle and ripped a couple of ligaments up. So got a few weeks off now, hopefully back in time for my Pirates making finals if we do. Um, but getting looking forward to getting down uh, tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when our listeners are listening, to, to have a bit of a look and watch some ball. But, uh, but yeah, you had the bye this week as well, mate. Did you get down or were you hiding yeah, away at home? Yeah, I, was, uh, I was down there as per normal. Um, I even got a run in, which we'll talk about later. Um, but, yeah, the, that Christmas break, it was um, it certainly wasn't good for form. I mean, the, the most basketball I played, I actually did play a fair bit of basketball. It was with a size one on a little tykes ring. So um, not much. <laughs> not much I've seen your setup. I've seen your setup. You'd, you'd have Nashi shooting on the 10-footer by now, surely. Well, no, he's still he's still on the, the lowest setting, but now he's he's making buckets pretty well. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, – that's that's another episode in itself. We'll do an episode on Nash Taylor coming up. Does it annoy you that he's already better than basketball than you, and he has more hair? He <laughs> he's got a lot more potential than I ever did at that age. I'm sure, but um, I'm still more athletic than him currently. So <laughs> jump over a uh, piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, before. At, over our Christmas break, I had uh, I had my nephew here, and um, he loves Steph Curry. He was like, you know, tapping the tapping the head and uh, putting up threes and carrying on like a pork chop. And uh, sure. he he comes in, and I absolutely spanked it into next year and waved the finger and said, "Not in my house, pal." Did and you give him the Kembe Matumbu wave of the wave the finger? I did. I did, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty intimidating guy, and uh, he didn't want to come back out on the court. <laughs> Joey Nativo, very intimidating. It's um, it's a funny thing. I was talking to Alex uh, Katuziak not long ago. We've been uh, hitting the gym together for the last few months, trying to you know look a bit hotter with our shirts off. And um, and I said to him, I said my only goal is just to be able to 
athletically dominate my son for as long as possible. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want him being 15 thing is he's, he's a big dog in the house, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, I need to be fit up until then at least. So it's a uh, oh boy, my boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's already too big. Yeah. He's already too big. Only three, but he's, he's got the body of a five year old, I reckon. <laughs> so, and more hair than me. I don't know what it is with these kids, man. <laughs> yeah. They all have hair. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Bastards, absolute <laughs> bastards. Sorry, you got something on? Yeah, yeah, this episode brought to you by Hazard Electrical. Eli and the guys from Hazard Electrical will do all of your solar and electrical needs. Uh, if you do need to get in contact, either private message himself or myself, and we can put you in contact. Uh, Monday night, it was the Pirates in there. Uh, well, that were the first game of the night. And they got up against the Lakeside Vikings, 58 to 42 plus. Yeah, mate, this is the one uh, game of the week that I, that I kept up uh, with the stats and with the scores on. Uh, just a fair warning to anyone listening, Dale and I, neither of us watched a minute of basketball on the Monday night. So if the descriptions are a bit lacking, uh, we do apologize. Um, maybe I get the stats and we'll talk about you more. But yeah. Um, yeah, my Pirates, mate, we got up. 16-point win, a really important one too. We went into the break um, with an even ledger at 4-4. Four and four, So uh, we just need to keep winning if we want to uh, play finals in a pretty even Monday comp. Um, and this wasn't, a, from all reports, wasn't an easy game. The boys got up by double digits, but it seems a lot closer than that. Um, it looks like we might have uh, scored a little bit heavier in the in the fourth quarter. Um after the the Vikings may have come back a little bit in the third, so uh, for my Pirates, we were led by uh, none other none other than Dil Jenk uh, with thirty points, fifteen rebounds, five assists, a steal, a block. He shot fifty five percent from the field. Man did it all. Uh, supported by Will Tankard with a fourteen thirteen double double. Uh, he also had a couple of assists uh, to go with it. Um, those two doing the majority of the damage there. Joshy Jance, uh, Phil Jack had five and one. Uh, Gav Trapnell had seven and 13. He had four steals, two blocks, uh, sort of stocking up on the Defensive Player of the Year stocks for himself there. Uh, and Blakey Schreiber had a couple of assists and a steal as well in his 30 minutes. Um, for the Vikings, uh, Simon Pajdik, 13 points. Six rebounds, Hayden Davey, 13 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, Correct. and th- three steals as well. Yeah. Um, Mikey Godfrey had six and eight. Scotty Elliott had six and nine. Uh, and Jaden O'Neill had four points as well. So a pretty even spread. Uh, Robbie Middleton, zero points, which is interesting. Not often you see him go zero from six from the field. Uh, uh-huh. No, and probably not the difference in the game, obviously a 16-point margin, but you'd expect to get close to 10 points from Robbie, uh, as well as a few steals and some rebounds. He's a pretty big body and a pretty smart baller. But, um, but yeah, they've had a tough season, the Vikings. Um, you know, the, the team on, on paper looks, looks very sound, uh, but they just struggled to get the Ws on the board. Well, this is the thing. Um, I think if you, if you bring your A game to any game, you can win any game in Super League. It's just, um, yeah, it just hasn't quite been there at their best um, quite yet, the Lakeside Vikings. But uh, there's still time to to pencil some wins in for these guys because they've got all the talent in the world, I think. 
No, absolutely. And I think if you look at pretty much every Monday night uh, team, with the uh, with the amount of talent that was locked to the one night, they um, they all look pretty good on paper, and it's a very even comp. So you're really only you know five percent off having a win or a loss uh, on any night with the with the Monday team. So I'm sure they'll chalk a couple up before the end of the season. I'm not sure if they're still in the finals race. I think they might be a little bit too far back, but um, but still a bit of pride to play for for them. And my Pirates just need to keep winning. We're about a game out of the uh, the top four at the moment, but we're ahead of our ledger. We're five and four now, so just keep racking up the Ws and it should take care of itself. Yeah, I mean, you say that like it's nothing, but um, that's definitely <laughs> easier said than done, uh, especially in a really stacked Monday night comp. So, What, uh, what does work for us, actually, is we do have another buy. Um, ooh, not this week. And then, yeah, we have another buy. I think this is the second last round of the home and away season. But again, if we just win the games that we have left, it's all that we can do. Um, and we should finish two or three wins ahead of our losses, which I think should put us into fourth or third. So anyway, see how we go. Next up, we had the Coralin Camels defeating the Baronia Bloodhounds 59 to 52. Uh, both very, very talented teams, I think. And this would have been a cracker to watch. Well, it looks like just looking at the scores and, and the quarter by quarter, it looks like a, a really, really high-quality game of basketball. Uh, the Camels getting up by seven points, led by their GM, Hayden Melson. He had 25 points. He had three rebounds, a couple of assists and three steals. Shot the ball at 53% as well. Uh, Mason Moon's been a fantastic um, sort of addition to Super League this season. He had 10 points. He had three rebounds, three assists, three steals. Uh, also shot the ball at 50%. So. Uh, that guy only having six looks, by the way, is is probably criminal. He should be shooting 10 to 15 at least. Uh, I like Jack Morris Burney's game, 17 points, seven rebounds, two assists. Uh, again, shooting the ball at 53%. Um, after that, Kyle Day had five points. Uh, Mark Surtees had a few rebounds, couldn't find the bottom of the bucket. Sean Sirikowski the same, six rebounds, couldn't find the bottom of the bucket. He had a, he had a bucket. He had a bucket. Zero. Oh, he had a couple of free throws. No, he did too. Yeah, fair enough. My bad. Sorry, this is a slightly different score sheet than I'm used to looking at. Uh, Dan Mullet did not find the bottom of the bucket, but he had six rebounds as well. So um, the guys that did the scoring did it in clumps for the uh, for the Camels. Uh, they'll be pretty happy to come away with the win. The Bloodhounds, uh, 19 points for Corey Nagel, four rebounds, two assists and a steal, 14 points for Tane White. He also had six rebounds. Uh, shot it at forty percent. This is, the, I, I guess, probably the difference here. The guy, the shooting percentages look, um, yeah, overall fairly close. But the guys that did the scoring tend to do it a little bit more, I guess, efficiently for the uh, for the camels. The guys that were on them were were really on. Jack O'Gray had ten uh, points, seven rebounds. He had three assists as well. Uh, Eli Evans, we were speaking about him before with his. Uh, his business has electrical, seven points, four rebounds, an assist and a steal. Some good numbers there. Uh, two points for Jaden O'Brien. Chris O'Keefe had six rebounds as well. So no panic stations, I don't think, for the Bloodhounds. It's just a pretty good pretty good game of basketball that they unfortunately lost. Yeah, I think um, like when you look at this game, the Bloodhounds won the rebounding. Um, I was trying to look at where this game was won and lost, and I can't really point out much. Um if we look at the the steals for the Camels, they had seven steals versus two. Um, turnovers, three versus seven. 
uh, in the Coralyn Camel's favour as well. Um, Maybe, it, sorry to cut you off, three-pointers and free throws possibly. Yeah. Camel, nine of 13 at 30%. Yeah, and just game like that. Yeah. yeah, so there's, there's your points difference there. And the free throws, 15 to 10 attempts. Not a massive difference, but there's two points difference there. But, yeah, three-pointers, I reckon. Yeah, and it looks like the um, Bloodhounds never never led in this game, by the look of it. Mm. Good so. win for the, uh, for the Camels because they're same as us, same as my Pirates, one of those teams sort of in that uh, that sort of clog up from third to fifth, um, sort of, you know, a game separating three or four teams there. Yeah, yeah, and, and that finals race is certainly getting very spicy at the moment. Spicy. <laughs> Next game of the night was the Sharks. The Berwick Sharks getting up uh, in a big way, 18 points over the Ringwood Rangers, 72 to 54. Uh, yeah, mate, the Sharks took the piss in this one. 18 points is a big margin in any basketball game. Led pretty well by Lee Belton, 15 points. He had six assists, four rebounds. Uh, Austin Shelley still in the draft at pick seven, 30 points, 12 rebounds, three assists. Two steals, two blocks, shot it at 53%. Uh, yeah, there's not much you can do about that. Not bad. Uh, no, yeah, very, very much not bad. Bryce Joint had five points, 11 rebounds. Pretty good showing there for Bryce. I like it when this guy's taking a few shots. He's, he's not a bad – he's pretty tidy around the ring and he does a lot of hard work rebounding, so getting some reward there for Bryce. Uh, Mick Francis with a bucket. Um, Cooper Pantano, uh, the professor, 20 points. He also had five rebounds. He had a dime um, and shot the ball at 50% as well. So a really nice even spread there. Three uh, scorers over 15 points for the for the Sharks. Also rebounded pretty well. You got uh, you got a couple there in the in the teens when it comes to rebounding. Everyone's sort of getting on the board there. Uh, for the Rangers, um, not a massive amount to read about. Matty Burkich had a 26 and nine game, three dimes and a couple of blocks. That's his uh, best game of the season, I think, from Burko. That's a that's a wicked game, 26 points and, and almost a double-double in there as well. He's had a couple of big double-doubles. I, I don't know if it's his best game of the season, but he's he's strung together a few now. He probably had a bit of a slower start, um, you know, probably by his own admission. But, um, but yeah, 57.9% from the field, 11 from 19 field goals. So uh, did some damage and did it efficiently. Um, he could have had a really big night. He, What's that, mate? Sorry, I was just I was I was cutting you off. Sorry, mate. I, I was just saying I love the the Bojack wheel and double double ten and thirteen. I'm a big fan of Bojack. Uh, I wonder I wonder if he had the specs on or if he had his contacts in. I reckon when he has his specs on, he plays better. Um, he also had a dime in there too. Bojack playing a bit of point guard, fifty percent from the field. Uh, Pistol Pete with nine and three. Uh, Lockie Tankard six and six. Probably what probably his lowest game. Two from sixteen from the field. Uh, for Lockie, he's a much better shooter than that. Um, and that, that, I mean, 18 points is a lot to make up, but a, a shooter like Lockie having an off night, you know, it costs you probably 10, 10 to 15 points in the game. Uh, Balls Griffiths with 13 and five, uh, sorry, three and five as well. So the Rangers are an interesting one. They've, they've won a few really big games, but they've also coughed up a few big ones like this. So I'm yep. interested, interested to see where they finish the season. The Sharks looking very, very good, though. The, the, the Cooper Pantano trade uh, seems to be paying off uh, pretty well for those guys. 
Oh, absolutely. They've they've done very well out of that. Who'd they give up for him? Eli, wasn't it? Eli Evans? I think so, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so so backed back themselves in to cover the defensive hole, but um but put Coop in who's he's you know, pretty he's a bucket. on the defensive end, to be honest. No, he's not to, he's definitely he's not a liability at all. He's um he's very slick with the hands as well. So just another option that you've got to stop, you know, between Lee and Oz as if that's not hard enough, and you've got Coop Pantano on the uh, on the wings dropping bombs. So yeah, it's interesting. I don't. Um, I think. It, I think if everyone's at playing their best possible basketball, I find the Sharks pretty hard to to sort of top off that list. Probably them and the Bloodhounds, maybe. But um, but yeah, they they've got a red hot run on. They're going to look pretty tough in uh, in finals time. A lot of talent there, that's for sure. Here's mm. a here's a good one for you, Plaz. The Long Warrior yeah. Knights getting up sixty five over the Packy Upper Unicorn sixty three. Big, big, big win for the Knights. Big upset in mine. I think the the Knights have been a one of the more uh, at, not disappointing teams. They've had a lot of change. A few things didn't work, and they've pulled the trigger on a fair few trades. Um, but the Unicorns are, are a really tough team to play. Um, yep. You know, with obviously with Cal McNiff, and then you got Big Benny Rhodes in the uh, on the inside. Cal Shave playing the the sort of two or three guard. You know that that's a tough team to to play on on paper. So they've done a fantastic job here, and it looks like a really high quality game. Uh, both teams putting up the points uh, for the Knights. I love seeing this. Jess Maudsley, six from nine from the field, twenty points. He was three from three from the free throw line as well. Uh, he's fine. It's still probably not enough looks, in my opinion. Three points but, on nine shots is pretty that's shit. ridiculous. He was five from six from the land of plenty. So. Uh, Jess Maudsley showing off his range and, and you know, why he's so highly regarded in this league. Uh, Josh Faraga has had a fantastic season. He's had 14 and six, a couple of dimes and a steal in there as well. Yeah. 71% from the field, five from seven. Um, he's been running the point for uh, for Jakey's team all season, been doing a pretty good job. Uh, the fudge point guards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the fudge packer has had 17, uh, four and two, a couple of steals as well. Uh, three from seven from uh, three-point line, dropping them at 42%. Uh, so a nice little three, three-pronged three attack there. Uh, four points for Jordan Morgan, three rebounds. A couple of rebounds for Mackenzie Miles. Shan Humphreys had four points. Uh, and Jakey Sutherland, probably a little bit quiet by his standards, but he had six points. Uh, he had th- uh, four rebounds, sorry, three assists and a steal. So he'd be wrapped to get the win. Uh, and for the Unicorns, mate, Cal McNiff dropping a 41-piece nug, uh, 41, eight rebounds. He had, a, he had an assist. I don't know what he's doing passing the ball. Uh, two steals as well. Shot the ball at 58%. Um, pretty much did it all for the for the Unicorns. Cal Shave, 12.6 rebounds, had a steal as well. Apart from that, not a massive amount to read about. Jacob Hawken had a couple of points, four rebounds. Sammy Petit, three points, three rebounds. Uh, Benny Rhodes, only two points, 10 rebounds. Usually Rhodey's, you know, he tends to do a little bit more damage on the inside, only two looks as well. So it's not like, yeah, he wasn't getting the looks by the look of it. Uh, and Curtis looks like he dropped a three and had a couple of rebounds as well. Yeah. Um, just an interesting stat in this one. The Unicorns won the rebounding battle by 14 rebounds. Still Ooh. lost the game. <laughs> Pardon me, sorry. Interesting. It's, I mean, where else do you see? What's the shooting percentage? Is like forty-five to thirty-eight. Sorry, yeah. mate. 
the three-point line. If the the unicorns, they shot three from twenty, whereas mm. the knights went ten from nineteen. Big difference. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous shooting, by the way. As a team, fifty-two percent from the land of plenty. That's pretty. That's that's mental. You're not stopping many teams that they're putting up those numbers. Yeah, that's hot. That's very much so. Very much. So. Good to see the knights get some reward. They've played some tough basketball this season. Just been a bit unlucky. A uh, lot of change throughout the season. So good to see them get a dub. It is. It is good to see them get a dub. Plaus, that brings us to the end of our Monday night action. We're going to take a quick break. We'll hear from our sponsors and we'll get right back into it. Horn Industrial Coatings offer you the best quality in epoxy floor coverings. Whether it's a factory floor, showroom, garage or outdoor basketball court, Horn Industrial Coatings will have you covered. Their products are designed to be hard-wearing and are suitable for foot traffic and even vehicle traffic. With over 20 years of experience, Dean and the crew at Horn Industrial Coatings will make sure your flooring is finished to the highest standard. Get in contact for a free quote at www.hornindustrialcoatings.com.au All right, Lucas Plaza, we are back and we're here to talk about Tuesday night action. Uh, this is this is uh, pretty pretty spicy on the Tuesday night at the moment, as is the Monday. But uh, we do have a, a pretty spicy finals race uh, ramping up, and it starts with the Officer Hornets getting up on the Harkaway Toucans, ending their finals hopes seventy-five to sixty-six. This uh, looks like another high-quality game. I love seeing games where it's sort of seventy beats sixty around there. It's it's good. Shows that the league's in a healthy place. Uh, for the Officer Hornets, uh, pretty good spread, mate. They've got uh, Brad Starkey with 18 and 13, um, shooting the ball at 41%. Uh, I like Dill Henry's game, 8 and 10. He also had a, a couple of assists. He had four steals. Uh, Matt Darcy, 16 points, 11 assists, five rebounds, uh, four steals in probably oh, – shooting the ball at 66% as well. Probably – the ideal point guard stat line. Zero from three from the free throw line. That's that's unheard of from that guy. That's, that's not Matt Darcy-like. Uh, Lockie Davis. They didn't sorry. make a free throw for the game. Zero from ten, and they won. That's disgusting. Ew. But nonetheless, they played very no, well. Anyway, sorry, we move on. Lockie <laughs> Davis, 14 points. That's disgusting. How do you not hit a free throw out of ten attempts? That's shit. Anyway, that Lockie Davis, 14 points, three rebounds, had a couple of assists as well and a steal. Uh, I'm not familiar with Lockie Davis. Gun. He's a gun. He was picked up in the sixth round. Um, from my understanding, played uh, Warriors with Matt Darcy as a junior. Uh, yeah. So a bit of sneaky inside knowledge. The man can hit a shot from deep. Six from 12 from the field, 50%, or most of his damage in the – Inside the arc, but he had a couple of threes as well. Yeah, very nice. Yep. Uh, very important. He's had a couple of really big games for the Hornets. It's been very good. Nice. Uh, John O'Brien, nine points, five rebounds, three dimes. He blocked a shot too. What's he doing doing that? Uh, Liam McDonald, six points, nine rebounds, uh, and a steal as well. Jack BM, four and four. Uh, nice little spread there from the Hornets. Everyone hitting the scoreboard. Uh, for the shorthanded toucans, only had five, did a fantastic job putting up 66 points. Dan Bell, yeah, Dan Bell, 23 uh, and six, also had a steal. 
Uh, Lukey Thomas. Good games, Dan Bell, the last couple of weeks. Um, in the 20s for scoring, he's, um, he's been shooting the ball at a high level and, um, and playing some really decent basketball. Uh, very nice. Uh, Lukey Thomas, 14 points, seven rebounds, eight assists as well. Toyed with the triple-double there, Lukey. Very good. Good to see him getting the dimes off. Uh, Tom Daly, 12 and 14, probably his best game for the season, Tommy. Shit up, uh, Tom Daly. Yeah, absolutely. Had a dime, had a steal, had a block, did literally everything that he could possibly have done apart from hit a free throw. Uh, <laughs> what is this? Oh, they three for mate. 37% free throws. Was there gl- fucking glad rap on the ring on Tuesday nights? That's a small sample size, but... That's disgusting. Uh, fill in. Who was fill in? That was Fudge. So Fudge Packer. That was Fudge. Nice. 12 points for Fudge, four dimes. Uh, and Matty Waitley had five points as well. He had seven rebounds, three assists for Matty. Very nice and a steal. Um, it's it's a shame that their season's over, the two cans, but, uh, but they should be pretty happy. They've played some good quality basketball and it looks like they have again in this game. They've been very competitive in a lot of games, and uh, you know they've they've had injuries, um, you know absences, and obviously their their number one pick's been missing uh, in the US for a couple of weeks, so uh, it doesn't get any easier for those guys. But uh, I think full credit to them; they've been playing some terrific basketball, uh, shorthanded. No, absolutely, and um, they seem like a good team. Seem like got a good vibe in the team as well. So. Nice. Hopefully all those boys get back on the court next season for Super League and um, and have another crack at it. But, uh, but yeah, good win by the Hornets. I'm not sure how their finals race sits, but, um, you know, they're pretty... They're right in the thick of it. Yep. Yeah, right in the thick of it. And um, they could do some damage, especially if they get there. So, All right, the next game. The next game was the Delmore Devils getting up in a thriller against the Turretin Kraken, 54 to 48. I love this. Uh, the Dalmore Devils. Look, Bill Winder, 21 points, 13 rebounds, had a couple of steals, shot the ball at 53%. Fantastic game for him. Uh, Leon Stapley's been taking the piss this season. I, what's going on here? I have no idea. But he had 11 points, uh, six rebounds, had an assist, all on 50% shooting. Um, to be fair, with the form that he's in, he should be having more than eight looks at the moment. I'd be giving him 10 to 15 as well. Well, I think the form that he's in is the reason he's only had eight looks. Um, yeah, he's getting a bit more attention. Definitely the focal point of a lot of defences at the moment. Absolutely. Link Scott, uh, nine points, five rebounds, uh, three steals. Very nice from Link. A uh, little shout-out, just started his own uh, real estate business, I reckon, and sold Chris Lugman's house during the week. He did. Uh, so good on Link Scott. And uh, if, you, if you need any help with your, with buying or selling your house, hit that man up. He's a wizard. Um, who else we got here? Zach Jock. He had seven points. He was uh, good, Zach. Rebounds. Yeah, two rebounds, two assists, had a steal. Uh, Stowey with five points, two rebounds. Jay Rich with seven rebounds, four assists, and one point. So nice little squad there from the Devils. Zach Jock, you want to talk about his game? Sorry, DT. Oh, no, just uh, just one particular shot that I saw. It was a nice little Kobe-esque turnaround fadeaway. Uh, very, very nice. Um, had to sit down afterwards, but um, but yeah, very. I, I just I just like his game. He's a he's a ripper bloke as well. So um. absolutely, absolutely for the uh, for the Kraken, uh, Kelvin Austin, the Kelvinator, the big fridge, seventeen points, thirteen rebounds, had an assist and a steal as well. Um, pretty good all round game. Big double double from him. Bailey Abraham, eight points, eleven rebounds, one assist. Uh, Dan Eagleton, eight points, seven rebounds. Two assists, very nice game there from Dan. Timmy Morgan with nine, 
uh, seven rebounds. He had a couple of assists and a couple of steals as well. Uh, Jimmy Minimar got on the board. He had a couple of points, had four rebounds and a dime. Uh, love to see that from Jim. Uh, Jay Burgess, one point, four rebounds and an assist. And Dan Blythe, three points, uh, one rebound. So, I don't know, probably just missing that extra 10 to 15-point scorer for the Kraken. Um, I think that could, have, that could have come from anywhere too. Like, you know, Timmy's normally good for close to 20 a game and mm. um, Dan can potentially give you a bit more. Jay Burgess normally chips in with a few and, and Dan Blythe too. Um, Bailey Abraham. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's... He had, he had eight, but he's had, he's had a couple of 20-point games this season. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they, they'd be spewing, they let this one go to the Kraken, I reckon. If I'm not wrong, I reckon they're about sort of fighting for that last final spot, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, they're in the mix. Yeah, in the mix there. So they can't afford to drop drop games that are pretty close like this. And, you know, the Devils have probably prob- not got away with one, but have, have definitely taken a big step towards finals. I think, it, like, you look at their, what they've done, like they've limited Leon to only eight shots. Um, they've really only let the one guy off the chain uh, with Bill. But uh, he's obviously done seven from 13. Like, 13 shots isn't isn't a heap of points. Uh, sorry, he isn't a heap of shots for 20 points. So It looks like the Kraken have defended pretty well. Uh, the rebound count, where the fuck is that on this list? There it is. Uh, what have they got? 51 plays 40. So they out-rebounded the Devils as well. Um, they just couldn't stem the flow by the look of it. But, yeah. Yeah, good. it was a good game to watch, nonetheless. It was, uh, yeah, terrific game to watch. All right, the uh, the next game of the night was another uh, thriller. It was the Bunyip Wizards getting up by just three on the Cranburn Bucks. Good to see the Wiz get a win. Um, they've had a bit of a tough season as well. I, I'm fairly confident in saying they're not in the uh, in the finals race. I reckon this might have either been their first or second win. It's their second win for the season. Yeah, win. Yeah. Um, over the Bucks. So for the Wizards. Uh, Matty the Schnoz Bray, 24 and 10. He had four dimes as well and a steal. Uh, shot it at 45%, 50% inside the arc. Um, it's best game for the season by far. Not that he's had a poor season. Um, I guess by his standards, you could probably say he has, but he's probably been, hasn't quite put up the numbers that we usually expect from Matty. So good to see him get off the chain and, and really punish a team like we know he's capable of. Um, big Trenner, 18 points, 16 rebounds in a in a massive double double, 53% shooting. Yeah, um, he, so he like bag too. He was hitting turnaround fadeaway jump shots and all sorts of shit. Mate, it's a tough combo inside the Schnoz and Reeford combo. I'm surprised it hasn't worked better for the Wizards this season. Um, if you look at that, there's a five and four on paper. That's pretty tough to beat. Uh, Jackie Connor, six points. He had 12 rebounds as well. Four points for Kurt Dimitrakis. Um, what'd you make of Kurt? Actually, I, I thought he, he looked like he had some pretty good moves in the game we played against him. He does have some good stuff in his bag. Um, I, I've noticed he's got like some nice handles on him. He's got good touch around the basket. Um, this game probably wasn't wasn't a good example of that, but um, guy can flat out play. Absolutely. Uh, three donuts for the Wizards. Ryland Dunn kept scoreless, which is interesting. Not often that happens. Had a few dimes and a few rebounds as well. Uh, David Katwai, zero points, had a couple of rebounds. Bryce Reynolds had uh, a couple of boards. He had an assist, a couple of steals as well. Uh, for the Bucks, um, not a massive amount to read about. There's some flog on here called Beast Gardening. Uh, had six- <laughs> I didn't do that, by the way. That was uh, that's 
But free advertising, whatever, I'll take free it. Advertising. As if you're not getting enough of that as it is. You've got a positive like five <laughs> blokes tagging you on every Facebook page possible. Uh, 16 points for Beast Gardening, by the way. Very nicely played, my man. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we hustled hard in this game. and We, we stayed in touch for a, a large part of it. I thought maybe there was a chance that we get the win. But, um, yeah, the Wizards were – their first half was just shit hot. Uh, yeah, 16.7 rebounds as well for yourself, by the way. Two assists and a steal. Uh, Joshy Saunders had 13 points. He had 11 rebounds and a good double-double. A couple of dimes uh, and a steal as well. Dave Morseman, 8 and 15. Uh, three dimes for Davey. Good to see him doing a bit of the point uh, point god role. Uh, Andrew Dowling had eight points, two rebounds. And Jack Vashiaran, 4.7 rebounds and an assist. So... Obviously a bit shorthanded, the Bucks, uh, missing a couple of big pieces in Mikey Schneiders and Gregory G. Fahrenheit. And Mikey Stewart. And Mikey Stewart. Fuck, they're missing yeah, everyone. A few big outs. It was um, it was always going to be a tough ask to try and grind out a win, but um, the boys dug in deep, and I was pretty uh, I was pretty happy with the effort we got from our guards. Um, Andrew Dowling, Jack Bashar, and both those guys did a terrific job guarding the perimeter in particular. Uh, making sure Ryan Dunn didn't get going, um, but it was yeah, it was the schnoz. The schnoz was uh, it was showing all sorts of uh, moves out of his bag and did a really good job. I'm pretty sure he put me on the put me on the post and then rocked the baby as he um, as he <laughs> ran up the court afterwards. But how yeah, was it hard running back with a big stiffy? Because <laughs> you and the schnoz are inseparable. Yeah, yeah, do love do love the schnoz. Um, yeah, that was a it was a fun contest uh, between between us two. We always have a few laughs, but uh, yeah, those guys they're a quality team, and and like I say, you you can't not bring your A game in a game of Super League. Absolutely, uh, last game of the night, mate. Uh, looks like the Foxes going down to the Bulldogs in another tight one. Four points, fifty four to four to fifty eight. Uh, yeah, this was super interesting because. Um, the, the Foxes coming off a, a win against our Reapers last week, Carl was sort of, a, he was sort of giving me a fair bit of shit and saying, you know, how did, how did you lose to this team? They haven't won a game. Uh, <laughs> I said, just wait, you know, like you can't, uh, you can't discount uh, any team, even if they haven't won a game. So um, I think the Foxes, they were in the box seat for, for a large part of this game and I thought they were going to grind it out, but um yeah, some some clutch plays down the stretch by uh, by say Steve West, um, Eddie Thielen, those guys uh, that they really sort of pulled the the, the Bulldogs through to their uh, their win. It's uh, not a hard sheet to look at, but there's really only sort of a couple of scorers on each team doing the majority of the damage for the Bulldogs. It was Matty Thielen with 23 and 12. Had a couple of dimes in that as well, shooting the ball at 71.4%. Uh, and as we said before, Steve West the best, 16 and 9. He had three dimes. He had a steal. Uh, made his freebies count. He was four from four at 100%. Um, pretty good in the fourth quarter, Steve West. He was he was very, very good in that fourth quarter. A knowledgeable uh, baller, mate. is the type of guy you want it in his hands when the game's tight. Uh, he makes the right decisions. Angus Fahey. Nine points. He had three assists uh, to go with that as well. Three uh, as well, by the way. Um, was he? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. A bit of a shout-out for Angus Faye. Three threes. 
Nice. Uh, can't can't say he's ever played a basketball game where he's made three threes. So shout out to Angus. Congratulations, mate. That's a that's a terrific achievement. Very good. Very good. Um Justin Temi didn't hit the board, but he had seven rebounds. Uh, so did some tough work there. Josh Bauer, three points, uh, four assists and a couple and three rebounds. Noah Hansen, three points and one rebound as well. Uh, for the Foxes, it was all Jeff Reed, uh, 27 points, uh, nine rebounds, two assists. He had three steals. Um, didn't shoot the ball at an overly high clip, but he made his freebies count and he hit six of 15 three-pointers, uh, supported by Joey Nativo, 13 and four with four dimes. Um, not a lot of scoring after that. Josh Vukovic, uh, five and four with a couple of dimes. Riley Lanting, three points. Corey Brumby, four and six. Uh, Liam Loveday had two and six as well. And Lockie Morris, uh, five rebounds. So... Just, again, missing a, another scorer, but you could probably say the same for the Bulldogs. Um, you know, they're both probably just missing that third sort of 10 to 15-point scorer, but a good win for Carl's mob. Yeah, the Foxes, I, I thought Jeff was particularly good in that second half, made a lot of tough shots. Um, you know, you could see the pressure was, you know, really, really hard up on him, and he was coming around screens and making turnaround fadeaways and deep threes. Um, yeah, everything was was not easy for Jeff in that game, and I think he played a, a ripper of a game. I think the not not to take a shot at the Foxes, but the the Foxes were probably in the box seat to to win this game, um, and I think they let, let the they let the game get into their heads a little bit. And um, yeah, had they played with a bit more poise, I, f- I feel like they probably could have grinded this win out. Yeah, it's. I mean, I didn't watch a minute of this game or keep up with the live score, so I couldn't tell you. I'm just going to have to take your word for it there, DT. I just wonder if, you know, I'm hoping at some point in this game, you know, Carl's got a rebound and tried to kick it back out to, to Jeff and Jeff's run down for an easy bucket or something stupid like that. <laughs> um, it would have broken his heart to have his <laughs> his all-time favourite Super League player drop 27 on his face, but... I'm sure he's uh, happy to get away with the win. But, yeah, no, good for the doggies. They're, they're up there, aren't they? Yeah, they're in that mix as well. I'm pretty sure the the top three are, I think, a game or two clear. So um, there needs to be a, a couple of really bad losses for those guys to, to drop down. But that fourth spot is wide open for the taking. There's, there's any number of teams that can contest for that. So uh, it's going to be really spicy for that. Um, I did get asked to to point out one other stat in this game. Um, if you look at the stat sheet there, you'll see that that Carl has four assists and two turnovers, and you'll see that point guard Angus Fahey has three assists and five turnovers. So um, I just got asked to point that out because I feel like there might be a new point guard next week at the at the Bulldogs. I mean, he only had five rebounds, like six foot four and probably 115 kilos. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. on, you're not you're not a fucking point guard. You're a center, a damn good one at that. No, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, very nice. I love a big man dishing dimes. Like He's a pretty clever passer, Carl. Yeah, it's, I've taken the piss out of Carl. He's got a very high basketball IQ. Somehow, was a four round, fourth round GM pick this season, which I'm still furious about, but. 
He's got a pretty high basketball IQ, but not a very high IQ outside of basketball. <laughs> he's, he's one of my favourite um, men to poke shies in that. Carl uh, Tierkinen. Um, but, yeah, that, that's – yeah, big big guys, big centres, dishing dimes and hitting triples. There's nothing that gets me firmer on a basketball court than watching a big over, – well, not overweight. Carl's not overweight, but you know what I mean? Like a, a big – bumbling centre, just hitting a dagger three or dishing it behind the backer. It's always great. Well, you'd be you'd be happy to know he didn't even attempt one in this game. So um, doing the right thing there, Carl. Well done. <laughs> Very right. good. That brings us to the end of our Tuesday night comp. Uh, we do have our Hayden Byron top five to talk about. And this, this week we're going to be talking about our top five senior basketball players in Super League over the years. And um, you and I were talking about this off air, and uh, there's there's quite a deep list of talent when you're talking about guys who are sort of forty or around forty plus. Yeah, we we was we were we were chatting about this, and we want we wanted to set some criteria. And we, I mean, we realised also there's a few guys we weren't quite sure uh, how old or young they were. So if anyone's offended by being in this list, we do apologise, but also it means you look old as fuck. So. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting list. There's a couple of big names on here. We tried to keep it sort of to guys that have been around Super League for a few seasons. Um, there's some high quality names on here too. Actually, there's some there's some very damaging players on here as well. So I'll let you take it away, DT. Well, if, if we were, if we're based this top five on uh, on talent, but um, you know, if we we're basing it on good blokes, I think uh, I think we'd have to give Carfi Carfi McGrath. A shout out as uh, as a top five in good blokes over forty, but um, it, we we did base it on talent, so he's probably yeah, t- t- talent stats. So calf man doesn't quite make the list, but I think you're right. Martino Sanchez up there as well for the vibes. Yeah, uh, always good for a uh, for a chat before and after the game in his little party bus. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a these people one. are pretty well known to Super League, so we'll, we'll start off at number five, and number five we've got Chris Roby robes um played a few seasons he's not playing currently but um he's about six foot tall six foot wide um back when we used to play him on a monday night we used to call him roids um because he was just built like a brick shit house and he'd just he'd just absolutely crush you if you went anywhere near him mate my first season of super league uh which is super league domestic one i got drafted to the same team as robes uh, I hadn't played basketball since I was a kid, uh, and we had a few uh, little practice runs. And Roby taught me how to set screens, but he taught me by setting them on me, and it hurt <laughs> so bad. It hurt so bad. I remember the first session; I got this massive corky like right in my quad, and I was like, oh, "Why the fuck am I playing basketball? This is a shit sport." Uh, <laughs> international man of mystery as well. No one knows what he exactly he does for a living, but I'm assuming he's an assassin. Uh, protects all manner of. Uh, politicians slash important people for the AFP. I don't to talk about that, but uh, mate, uh, that's that's confidential. But oh that's confidential. I'm a, actually I could see a red dot coming through my window at me right now. I'm better get knocked off. <laughs> Chris no. Roby like that. It's sneaky old too actually we reckon he's in that in those forties. I saw him get up for a uh in that first season get up for a big like lob pass boop and it was uh, it was impressive. Yeah, yeah. Very athletic for a for a, like such a built Dude, um, yeah, a lot of stuff that he could do that many others can't. 
Uh, number four, because, we've got... Because he has a license to kill as well, so, you know. <laughs> Can I go with number four now? Yeah, okay. I've, had, I've still got a stiffy over Roby, but that's all right. <laughs> number four, we have Paul Phillips. Um, if there was a if there was a top five over 50, he'd probably make that as well. But uh, top five over 40, number four, Paul Phillips. Um, absolute unit of a man as well. Um, but he was probably most well-known in his first season of Super League where they took out the title, um, led behind Paul Phillips and Jeff Reed. Yeah, big Paulie. His um, any centre that's played in Super League will have a story of being either physically manhandled or just absolutely torn to shreds by uh, the big beast that is Paul Phillips. He was taken, I reckon, pick one in a, at least one draft after the first season as well. Uh, he's got quite the basketball resume and a very scary dude. Another member of the constabulary. Uh, big Paulie, so you know, watch yourself. There's really a one eight hundred number you can call if you've been assaulted by Paul Phillips. Um, details. It directs back to Paul Phillips' number, and then it'll come and wail on you again. So, <laughs> Big Paulie, oh number four, I'd almost have him higher, Big Paulie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got him at number four. Number three, we've got one of the smoothest basketball players going around, um, both on and off the court. It's Tommy Walsh. Ah, oh, Tommy Walsh. One of the smoothest, one of the uh, the trash talkingest. I don't know how, how you actually say that. Tommy Walsh, yeah, one of the uh, top five sexiest ball men of Super League too, by the way. So he's made a few lists, Tommy. Uh, hasn't been with us for a couple of seasons. Hopefully we get him back at some point. But um, yeah, I reckon another first round pick, Silky As. Looks like he slows everything down on the court around him. Uh, a very good pick there. I like it. Yeah, just super, super slick with everything he does. Uh, we did, we did talk in detail over the seasons about how there was, uh, there was only a few players where the game just looks super slow, and he's one of them. Um, and we did have him and Jeff Reed, I think, on the on one team at at one time, and I think we called them the Smooth Brothers, did we not? Uh, yeah, the Smooth Brothers. That was, were they on the same team? Surely. That was only a couple of seasons ago, I reckon. Uh, maybe, maybe. Oh, I don't know. No, you were a smooth brother with him because he's both had bald heads. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know that that's the literal meaning of smooth brother, but... I reckon it was because you picked him. You were his GM. <laughs> I'm positive that was... A, I'm happy to be proven wrong. We'll find an old podcast, but I reckon that was it. Uh, number two, we've got Leon Stapley. Probably, he's, you know what, like, as if he didn't have this season, I'd have him below uh, Paulie and Tommy in terms of, you know, skill set in Super League, just purely because he's, you know, he's gone off his tits this season. What's he had, 230 pieces? Yeah, yeah, it'd be right up there, I think, 230 pieces. Uh, just like a fine red wine. Um, gets better and with he's, that. He's also red. <laughs> That's That was my sneaky dig, but thanks for that. No, no, I'm just covering that. Let's not be sneaky. <laughs> yeah, Man, the, out, sorry, mate. He can flat out shoot. He's a smart basketball player. We play with him on a Thursday, and um, you know when when things aren't quite going right, and we need a bit of guidance. We always bring him in and and ask him what we're doing wrong. And he'll tell you straight away. He will. He will. He'll definitely tell us. Yeah. Yeah. No spit. Just straight in. Passion. <laughs> just this is what you've done completely wrong. You're a piece of shit. Let's do something different. <laughs> <laughs> and usually it's just swing the ball, pass it to me, I'll shoot it. 
Um, yeah, just set me a screen, get me free, give me the ball. It works pretty well, but uh, number one, um, I don't know if this is going to be any surprise, but I've got I've got Jeff Reed at number one. Uh, he would be around about that 41, 42 age, I think, by now. Um, but yeah, just one of the smoothest, smartest, slickest basketball players uh, I've had the pleasure of watching. Man, he walks in. He walks through the door. Knees creaking, hobbling. He's got knee braces on. He's got ankle braces on. He just looks like he's about to fall down and fall into pieces. And he does, like like we said, you know, with Tommy Walsh before, it just slows down around him. I heard a rumor he had grease, in, grease nipples installed in his knees. Grease nipples. That's, <laughs> funny. that's, that's two words that are funny put together, isn't it? Grease nipples. <laughs> I reckon he's half bionic man these days. Yeah, but he's yeah. still laying bricks for a living. Like, how's his body not just falling to pieces? Yeah, but not on the court. He doesn't lay any bricks on the court. No, no. Bricklayer by trade, not by balling ability. Yeah. Uh, no, undisputed number one. Um, long considered the greatest of all time when it comes to Super League. Um, with, I reckon, probably the only other argument maybe being Kyle Nagel uh, is starting to get up there as well. So... Um, a few honourable mentions, more on the uh, on the vibe side of it and the uh, and the good time side of it. Fabrice Monty, um, fabulous Fabrice, is definitely up there. Uh, yep. The big fridge, Dave Morseman, who which you enlightened me, is probably a little bit older than I thought. Uh, it's been around the league for a long time. Benny Collins, one of my old GMs, um, took us for a couple of nights out on the source uh, when he was looking after our teams. Always made sure we were having a good time off the court. So twenty eight, you got over twenty eights. No, we went, to, we went to an aptly named franchise, <laughs> maybe represented in Super League. Yeah, right, right, right. It's only yeah, yeah. fitting. It is only fitting. It is only fitting. But, uh, but yeah, now we like to celebrate our old bastards of Super League. Like I said, anyone that's offended on being in that list, you just look older than you are. I have no other way of saying it to you. <laughs> All right, we do have uh, we do have a couple of other things to cover before we shoot off, and that is our team of the week. Uh, team of the week this week, we have at the point guard spot Matty Darcy with his massive game. Uh, had a ripper as we discussed a little bit earlier. At the shooting guard, we've got Cal McNiff. At the three, we have Hayden Melson had his probably his best game of the season. Good to see him starting to fire up. Uh, Trent Reeford makes the five spot with his, I think it was 17 and 18 and 16. Um, massive game from him. Yeah, big WWE. And Matty Thielen rounding out at four um, with his monster game as well. So it was, uh, yeah, good good starting five there. I wouldn't want to come up against that. No, and then a bit of power off the bench, mate. Oz Shelley and Dill Jenkinson. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it gets any better coming off the bench than that. That's ridiculous, mate. I think I'm biased, but I've probably got Jenks starting on the floor at the one. But, um, yeah, a very, very tough squad, that one. Yeah, yeah. Very good indeed. I don't know if the Player of the Weeks have been uh, posted up just yet. but um... uh, I don't even know if the Monday poll got put out there. I did put about a little bit of a cry for help because I was on holidays and hadn't watched any games. But uh, I'm not sure if the Monday one got done at all. Uh, we'll soon find out. Uh, team of the week from uh, round nine, just as a bit of a backtrack as well. Looks like it might have been put up a little bit late. Uh, Kyle Nagel at the point, Oz Shelley at the two, Bill Winder looks like at the three, uh, Jacko Gray and Cal Austin rotating between the four and the five. 
Uh, and off the bench, we've got Bailey Abraham and Matty Thielen. Uh, a very nice... Long seven. Say that again? The long seven players. Yeah, isn't it? There's some length in that side. They'd block some shots. Yeah, actually, round 10 as well, except for maybe Matt Darcy. Very, very long team to play against. Maybe that's why Matty's on the court instead of Jenk. Actually have a little whip it out there. <laughs> Mate, his, Matty Darcy's floaters on Tuesday night were just insane. I swear they'll come down uh, on him. There, he's got yeah, it's a really nice little release too. Actually, you are right. I do like myself a bit of Matt Darcy. I haven't watched him much this season purely for him being on the Tuesday comp, but um, playing very, very, very well. Well, for a long time, you'd say he's been probably underrated, but I think he's starting to get the chockies that he deserves. Um, like he's putting together a few really, really stocked full of you know sort of stat lines and starting to get a little bit of the uh, the recognition that someone of his caliber should be getting. Yeah, I think I think maybe his biggest fault is that he's just not or hasn't been aggressive enough, and we've seen this season just what he can do when he's aggressive, trying to get to the basket and bringing his other teammates involved when he when he finds himself in the key. So, um, yeah, highly rate Matt Darcy's season this season. Very much so. All right, mate. That uh, that brings us to the end. We're there. Uh, we're done. We're going to shoot off, and uh, we'll do it all again next week. I can't wait. I can't wait to. Looking forward to seeing the boys on Monday night. Um, you getting down tomorrow night? You're not a you. You're, you're a Tuesday homo. So yeah, yeah. I got a got a busy day tomorrow. So uh, yeah, just wish me luck, and I'll um I'll be watching the stream. Well, gee, bro. See you soon. All right, mate. Thank you, Plaz. I watch it once a year during Australian Open time. That's about it. I enjoy yeah. it. I used to watch tennis when Tina Hingis played. Oh, yeah. Everyone, yeah. No one was watching for the tennis, though. No, no, no. I, I didn't know if she was good or bad. but <laughs> Maria Sharapova. <laughs> she was the Mona, wasn't she? Yeah. Your parents think you were watching porn, watching fucking Sharapova. She's just <laughs> four hands while you're belting four hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They weren't, they weren't wrong in a way. Nah, nah.